Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I have the amazing Michael Sasser. He's a boudoir photographer out of Los Angeles. I've just been such a fan of his work and his marketing specifically. I have not seen a marketing website uh, so perfectly done and included the, uh, such video done so perfectly, I think, ever. So I had to have Michael on the show. We're going to talk about a lot of really fun things. Michael, thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. That's a generous, generous intro. I'm happy to be here. Um, have you ever read the book? Um, there's two big books that I see influence, and I'm curious if you read them. One is uh, Starting Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Um, uh- I, I've I've uh, I've seen his TED talk. Yep, that's all you need. The TED talk's all you need. Yeah, it's definitely something that that kind of comes up, and, and especially with boudoir because it's such a such an emotional, you know, it's such an emotional purchase that being able to co- connect with them on their why. Um, I think I think the big one actually uh, that he said the line in there that start with why was really good, but the one he said is, "What do you believe?" that your potential clients also believe what do you believe in that's the same and that was um that was the line that that i think really clicked for me and using some of the verbiage on my website oh so cool we're gonna dig more into that and then the other one have you read uh building a story brand by donald miller uh no i haven't you there's like step by step it just talks about how we need to tell a story and how you make yourself the guide and your your customer, like the hero in your story, whether like you're Yoda and your clients are Luke Skywalker, right? We all understand and make emotional purchases and decisions with story. And you just, your website just tells the story of what you do and your client's experience of what it means to them to, to, to working with you. And it's so much more than the pictures you take. Your, your work is amazing, but the stories that you're telling on your website is, are just amazing as well. Um, so yeah, you just, I guess, are a naturally a kick-ass marketer, dude. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so guys, today, here's a quick outline. We're going to talk about video and why video is so powerful, why it's becoming increasingly important to have on our website, whether you've never done any video or you want to just, or you've been doing it for a while. Michael's going to share with us his uh, places to start and some of the tactics that he's used and and really just share some of the results that video has created for him, him and his own business. Um, we're going to talk about email. He has a really awesome email offer on his website for visitors who are just checking his workout and want to learn more, might not be ready to book yet. And that, that's consistently, he's able to send an email when he's rarely has an opening in his calendar and he can consistently book five to six sessions really at will because he's, he's done this little bit of work, um, by building his email list. And then finally, I think one of the most, um, common issues when I look at the world of boudoir photography is, uh, as being a male photographer is overcoming that challenge, that hurdle, I would believe, I, I really think in what I think Michael's going to share with us is it's a self-imposed limit, but he's got some good advice that he's going to share with us for for those of you, our, our male listeners, that I think, um, ironically, there's a lot of female listeners that are going to get something out of that also. So again, thanks for showing up. I'm excited to dig into it. Let's t- let's start at the top with, with video. Um, when did you realize the power of, of video. Let's start at the end of like, what does it been, what does it mean to your business now that you've invested time and energy in making these videos? Well, that's uh, I love that you put it th- like that as what does it mean now that you've already invested the time? I mean, a video is something that lives on just like anything you write a really good about me page or, you know, whatever it is, it's up there for people to see and continue to see. I've got videos up on my website that I made, you know, four years ago when I didn't, um, 
you know, when I didn't really have an idea of what the goal was, but, um, but they live on and, and they continue to help me. I, th- I think the first, well, I was a wedding videographer before I shot boudoir. And I remember shooting my first wedding just to see if I could do it. I just did it for free. And I thought first things first is I just have to get a testimonial up of my clients talking about how much fun their experience was and, uh, or, or how, how much, you know, what the video meant to them. And so I did that. And honestly, like that probably booked me, that video probably booked me six or seven weddings. Um, the next, you know, the next year was just, it was just crazy. I had people saying, you know, well, they said this about you and that's what we're looking for the experience. And they said this about how important you made their wedding day. And that's really important for us. And so they were basically hitting on all the pain points. So from that point on, I started including video and every aspect of my business, whether it was to uh, have somebody else sort of rave for me, Mm -hmm. uh, a client, you know, do a testimonial or it was uh behind the scenes showing me showing me working so that they could see you know in the wedding field the way i was dressed um that i stayed out of the way that i you know knew knew my role things like this and then in boudoir building trust that this is going to be a fun experience this is something that um isn't going to be uncomfortable or awkward uh, showing sort of some of the before and after pictures of me posing them, you know, going from them just standing there to me posing them, showing that I'm a professional and I know my craft. Um, you know, really in, in every situation, video can uh, video can work in your favor. Showing sample albums, you know, when you describe an album to somebody, it can be very difficult for them to really get an idea unless they're in there in person. If you can add a little video of a client flipping through their album, they can get future clients thinking already, ooh, that's something that I want. Yeah. So cool. Um, there's so many things already I want to pull apart there. So I want to come back to um, just to, I want to kind of ground, give some context to to your success. I think uh, what what can you share with where your business is at today? So you started as a wedding videographer and now have grown a really healthy uh, boudoir portrait studio. What how, how long have you been pro and wh- where's the business at today? Uh, yeah. So I uh, started shooting photography about 12 years ago and professionally about 10 years ago. My first job was actually taking pictures of children's sports and selling the pictures back to their parents. Yep. Uh, talk about a, talk <laughs> about a, uh, a niche, a niche market. But yep. um, so I did uh, weddings after that, uh, uh taking pictures of weddings. Then I shot uh, high school senior portraits and headshots. Then I got into the video space. This was all in Colorado. And I did really well in the wedding video space, shooting about 15 weddings a year. And it was fantastic and easy. And then I decided I wanted to move to LA and get away from the snow. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, anybody who's moved to a new market uh, or starting up their own own business, you know, knows you're kind of, you're kind of starting from zero. I had my, I had my portfolio uh, already but I had no connections, so I really had to grow out here. And, th- and that took, you know, it definitely takes some time. But I've been out in L.A. for a little over three years now, and I've been shooting boudoir exclusively for, for that period of time. When I came out to L.A., I only shot one wedding out here, and everything else has been boudoir. And sort of because of that, it's it's snowballed, and I'm doing, uh, I mean, I do about four to six shoots a month. That's, you know, that's plenty for me. And, um, and it's been, it's been great. This year has been far and above, um, you know, it just, it just snowballs. Yeah. Others. Uh, well, congratulations on your success. I think that's really hard to, to make it. I think it's a, there's a, for every, every business that starts, I've heard that, um, 85% of portrait studios close within their first, first year. Crazy. Uh, and it's because a lot, I think a lot of the reason is we just don't figure out the marketing, and it's, it's a bummer. And that's why one of the things I'm passionate about helping people figure out their marketing so that you can, you can focus on the parts of the business that fill you up, um, but still you can earn a healthy living while you're doing it. Uh, so really cool stuff. So let's go back to video. You touched on a couple things about why having video on your website. It sounds like it was a language that you were fluent in for many years. So it kind of came natural. And I think the timing is perfect. Uh, a lot of times I talk about how what's changed in, in marketing 
online. I just say, first say, what's changed in marketing? Well, a lot of it happens online, right? <laughs> okay. So when the, what's changed online is that every, all of the visitors on our site have, um, two things at the same time, they've become more mobile and at the same time, um, less patient, right? <laughs> People sure. don't, they don't take the time like they used to, to, to get to know you, to get to know who you are, what you're about. They don't read websites like they used to. And what video does, and I say people scroll websites, they don't read them. But video, it makes people stop and actually listen, right? It's They stop their scanning and they engage and listen to you in an emotional, connected way that a website without a video, it just doesn't do. That's right. Uh, I think that I think that's absolutely the truth. I think people are, you know, visual creatures. They want to see something. I mean, the stats are ridiculous on the number of what the amount of web traffic that is video is like 80 or 90 percent now. But even, even more than that, I mean, it's it's memorable, you know, when they're thinking of which which photographer do they remember? Is it the one of the person that they saw talking or is it the one of the of the words that they didn't read, you know? And so being able to stand out, first of all, be memorable, emotionally connect, you know, you've got music in the background, you've got just so much more power, you're in such a stronger position to make a connection with that person uh, by a limitless amount. Um, I think it's, I think it's almost necessary now to have one. I agree. Um, so I think that the, the, let's go back to what you mean, it's why it's so necessary and I think setting the context is a lot of times I, you look at your, your website traffic, you've got a hundred visitors when I was first getting started and nobody, you don't get any calls, no, no emails, no nothing. It's like, oh my gosh, it means a hundred people hate my work, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. if people aren't necessarily there like today to, to book, they just want to learn more. And what we forget as photographers is the decision to hire a photographer is this enormous risk, especially whether it's, it's, whether it's weddings, we've all heard stories of, of, uh, wedding photographers that just ruin the day that forget and don't show up or take terrible pictures or lose the data or whatever it might be, which makes it harder and harder for us as marketers to close the gap, to break this huge yes into, how can they take baby steps to trusting you, right? And, and especially in boudoir, you're asking your clients to be at their most vulnerable they've ever been in front of a camera. And so that decision is not going to be made um, easily. And so it all comes down to trust. And how do you build that trust? How do you show your potential clients that you that they can trust you? And you touched on so many great things that video does to build trust. As they get to number one, I think the one of the 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 most um, valuable piece of video you can have on your site is testimonials of your clients. Right? Having we always will trust somebody else talking about you versus you talking about you. That's just the nature of, of humanity. And of course, marketing, if you can get other people bragging about you, that's the Holy grail. Um, because the people just naturally will trust that more and it sounds more genuine. They can relate to them. So that's the gold standard. Um, and then the other one you talked about, which is also important is showing video of you working. It demonstrates your expertise and your credibility that you are going to make them feel comfortable and that you're going to be, you know what you're doing, right? And, and you can't, there's no paragraph of copy that you can write <laughs> that shows that, right? The only way to show that is with a video of you working. That's right. And then uh, the, fi- the final thought on that, it gives them the ability to imagine themselves in the space, right? So when they're thinking, oh, I don't know if I could ever do that, and they see somebody else having the experience, and they see that person laughing, and they see that that person's really quite relaxed, and they see that you're giving them the instruction, and they say, well, I could listen to that kind of instruction. Then what you're doing is you're giving them the ability to imagine themselves in that setting uh, and sort of take away from the, um, I'm trying to think of the the mysterious sort of um can't think of the word right now 
but um, you know, when somebody imagines sort of the worst case scenario in their head, right. uh, it demystifies uh, what the experience is actually going to be like. And so uh, that also um, that also has a way of putting you out in front of your competition when they can imagine themselves shooting with you over the next person. Totally. I think, yeah, you touched on, so with, with, with boudoir, especially it's like, for, let's compare it to all of the other niches. Like we've, we've all seen a wedding photographer, whether we've been married or not, we kind of have an idea of what it means to hire a wedding right, photographer, right? right? <laughs> but if you've never, most of your clients are first time clients. They've never hired, maybe they've talked to a friend, but they still don't know what, like, what is it like? Where do I go? What's the space like? Is it creepy? Like, oh my god, dark? Is it? Where do I change? Yeah. Where do I get? Like, oh my, it's going to be so weird. Like, do I do my? There's so many questions they don't know that a video answers subconsciously, right? You'd have to make a page of of list of information of 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 answers. Sorry, a page of questions that your video answers, right? in just a matter of seconds by showing, showing the space and showing what it's like. Uh, really, really powerful. Okay. So I think we've, we've made the case for why video. Now let's talk about where do, where do people get stuck? You've, you've invested some energy now in sharing your wisdom with other photographers and, and how to create these incredibly valuable video assets. Where are photographers getting stuck and where do you recommend people start? Uh, the, the biggest thing that I think people sort of, they stop before they start because they're, they're scared of editing. I think editing is the biggest fear of most photographers. The truth is, is that the settings on your camera are pretty similar. Um, if you're recording a a client, uh, testimonial, you can get a, a microphone on Amazon for $20. Most of us already have tripods. I mean that, you know, getting the video is, is not that, is not that hard. Also, there's something photographers think, uh, first of all, there's no risk in recording a video. A lot of photographers think, oh, if I do it and it's slightly out of focus, you know, the world is, I might as well have not recorded it in the first place. And, and the truth is, is it's just, that's not going to be the only video that you record. I can, I can, I've, of the thousands of videos that I've recorded that have been bad or out of focus or shaky or whatever, you know, the ones that matter, the ones that give me business are just the next video that I shot that, that was a little bit better. And so kind of getting over your fear that you might do something wrong because in our photography business, we definitely did things wrong. We still do things wrong now. I mean, I only uh, show 10% of the images that I take of a client. So mm-hmm. 90% they don't even see. Yeah. So things are still, you know, things are still happening that yeah, way. Totally. But with, uh, with editing, the thing to know is that uh, you really only need to know about 10% of the software. You know, if we think about how much we know of Photoshop, we uh, most people, I would argue, unless you're a professional retoucher, probably only know 10 to 15% of what Photoshop is capable of. And it's more than enough to accomplish uh, our goals. And editing is the same way. You don't need to know. You, It's like learning a new language. To go to a new country and, and to get around, you don't need to know every word. So I think it's important to know that all of this is uh, it's learnable. It is uh, easier than you think. It's less overwhelming than you think. Uh, you really only need to know the specific things, how to put your clips in a timeline, how to select your favorite clips, how to add music. I mean, I mean, if you can do those things, you can make your own videos. Right. Right. Ah, it's so cool. And I would, I mean, you went, you said earlier, like, I I really just think it's vital. I know I'm going to bounce back just to why make the why case one more time. I think that even if you can't do it yourself, you need to hire somebody to do it. Right. Um, and I think that with the tools available, you, if you're succeeding as a photographer, you can figure out how to make this and setting a realistic goal. I think that our perfectionism, there's a couple quotes I use, like perfection is the enemy of profit. I think that if you set the the goal too high, you're never going to have something done, but it's knowing that a video that's good enough, that's your first one. You can always make a better one later. But if you get one that's just decent, that is going to be better than not having any video at all. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, and, and that's the thing is you put, up a, you put up a video on your website for a week and then you get another client to come in and record a testimonial, testimonial and that one's so much better. Great. Just put the new one up. Yeah, totally. You know, it doesn't have to first be 
the perfect one with your website. Did you not post your website until you had, you know, a million clients and all the images that you ever wanted to create? Did you not uh, do your first photo shoot because you, um, you didn't, you know, you weren't able to get something that was like something you saw on Pinterest. I mean, you just kind of have to get, you really do. You just have to get started. Totally. Okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit. Um, I, I can go, uh, we'll be careful. <laughs> Technically speaking, uh, just starting with iMovie or what do you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So iMovies, uh, I, it's either free or it's $5 on the, on the Apple store. Um, that's really, really easy. You know, there's YouTube tutorials on that. I use Final Cut 10. Um, it's, a it makes a little bit more sense to me. Um, it's, I think it's like 80 to 90% the same as iMovie, ex- except for one or two little things that I think make it a little bit easier. I mean, that's $300 one-time purchase. I bought it like six years ago and they just give you free updates. Um, and then there's a free one for PC that's pretty complicated, but it is free and it works really well. It's called DaVinci Resolve. So if you're curious, there's tutorials on that too. Yep. Um, just a quick I little... On PC, I've used um, Adobe. What they've got a free, a simpler version of, and not, not the full version of Premiere, but Premier. isn't there, is there a Premiere Elements? That's fo- the Photoshop. I forget. I'm unsure. Anyways, there's a, there's, there's simpler versions. It's, it seems like there's like two base markets in the video editing space. It's like the high end, everything you could possibly imagine with like Final uh-huh. Cut at the $300 price point. And then there's other cheaper options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even going so simple as like something like Animoto, where you you really yeah. you, you that that's still something. I think that what what, what I want to talk about is the importance of audio. For sure. Um, that, oh man, absolutely. I I believe that audio, good audio, is more important than than good video. So not worrying about the your camera setup, all of the gear, the lighting. I mean, it could be your iPhone. Um, but if you're capturing good audio, I think that is where it's at. That's right. So my three rules as to be a professional videographer that you need is um, good light, which as photographers, we already we are already comfortable with. Uh, you need a stable camera. So that can be, you know, your camera on your tripod or um, or monopod or even, you know, if you get really good, you can handhold it, uh, use some stabilization in your software. And the third one is decent audio. And that can be from a lavalier microphone that costs you 25 bucks on amazon um it can be from a shotgun microphone this rode video micro is only 60 dollars. it just goes right on top of your camera it like 10 times improves the quality of your um of your on-camera mic totally and then you're you know you're in pretty good shape you got no excuses now yeah totally um let's go into your some of the editing workflow one of the mistakes i think i made early is when I was first starting to make some videos, I would make a mistake and I would jump up and stop the video. And then I would start create, start recording again. And I was thinking like, oh, that, that, that clip has a mistake. I'm going to start over. And when I first learned to just set the camera up and just let it record, like all the new Canons, when they first started doing a video, they would like max out at like a four gig file. But now all the newer ones, they just keep on recording. So now I just hit record and just capture it all in like one big file, right? What do you That's recommend? right. Uh, yeah. So I think the most important thing to learn is, uh, you know, you told me before this, like you, you essentially can't make a mistake. If you stutter, if you need to rephrase something, just say it again. And that's true of video recording. You have the ability to start and stop um, in your editing software whenever you want. So... What I do if I'm recording like uh, a video for my YouTube channel and I'm trying to say this, you know, welcome guys, I'm Mike Sasser and I'm boudoir photographer in LA and I'm excited to share with you this tip. I'll stumble over my words. I'll say it two or three times. And then when I get back to my editing software, I'll just choose the best one and put that in. I don't have to hit the stop button and the start button over and over again. The only time I'll do that is if I'm like, okay, that was all the intro stuff. Now I'm going to do the ending. And so for the ending, I'll, I'll stop it and start it again so that I have two separate files so that I know, okay, this one I talked about all of my intro stuff. This one I'm talking about all of my outro stuff. And you can let your clients know that as well. Just, you know, have a conversation with them. What was, what was your favorite part of the boudoir experience or whatever their experience was? And they'll usually say, um, I think 
oh, whoops, I, I messed up. Can we start over? Yeah. And you just say, absolutely. The camera's just going to run. We're just having a conversation. There's no start and stop points. Um, just, you know, tell me how you feel. Yeah. And it relieves all of this pressure. And uh, that's same, that's such like a good tip. The same way when you're doing like all of the tricks, you know, already as a photographer, like more you know your gear, the more it disappears and it doesn't get in the way of just making a connection with people. So when whatever your gear situation may be, especially if you've got clients involved, just set it up and forget, hit record and forget about it, right? You don't have to keep going back to it, to changing angles and hitting stop and start. It, just hit record and then have a conversation. Do you Do you like having your clients make eye contact with you when you're interviewing them or yeah. you, with you or the camera? No, not the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's just easier for them to have a conversation with you and forget about the camera, right? That's right. Normally, normally how I start the conversation is, um, okay, uh, the camera set up, but before we get started, I just, I'm, I'm curious. I noticed something unrelated to the shoot and I'll just get them talking. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, good. We're not recording right now. I can just be myself. <laughs> And they'll they'll start talking or telling you about you. Didn't you say you were going somewhere after this? Oh yeah, I've got this dinner date with some friend. That's cool. Um, you know where where are you going? You know just and then they kind of talk about that, and I'll be like, so how how talk, how did you hear about me? And they'll be like, oh, and they'll basically forget the cameras there. <laughs> That's genius. Um, I love it. It's um it's a great way to disarm people. You just make eye contact with them. You know you don't really go over and check your camera that much. Uh, you know because you've already already got it set it's it's just about making the client feel comfortable you know if i if i take a picture and it's completely out of focus i forget that it was on manual focus or yeah. it's uh, i'm at the totally wrong exposure i'll look at the back of the camera and i'll see a completely white screen and i'll say "Ooh, that one was amazing i'm just going to change this one setting and we'll keep going <laughs> and i love it they don't they don't need to know right yeah. so uh it really is you know boudoir shooting boudoir specifically it's all about you know, making the client comfortable yeah. and nothing is more uncomfortable to a person who's not, who's not used to it than talking directly into a lens. Yeah, totally. All these are some great tips, dude. I love it. I'm learning as I go. So I'm going to pass on my, one of my pro editing tips and then we'll move on from video. Awesome. Um, what I learned this, I think I forget where, um, instead of, so the first, the wrong way was like, trying to start and stop like keeping the good clips in the order because like then you, you, you ended i ended with like 40 clips the reality i still had to watch every clip and opening and closing each each file was a waste of time and it was just it didn't it didn't solve anything for me right where if you just take have one one big clip or several big clips you just dump them all in like version one is you just assume you're gonna have to review and watch all of your footage right that as you get started that's the first time and then you just find mm -hmm. the good stuff and crop out the bad one 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 way to speed up your workflow if you're just especially if you're just shooting yourself on camera so that you don't have to watch every second of all of your footage what I do is when I instead instead of stopping a video when I make a mistake, I hold something up to the camera when I finish an awesome take. So you nail it. Like you're like, okay, finally I said it right. Because you're mostly, when you're by yourself, especially, we're like, we're fumbling the most. And it's the hardest when you're all by yourself. It's so much easier when you've got somebody else there. And then you just push through the awkwardness. When you're by yourself, you're like, oh crap. I made that mistake. And then you start over and then you get in this rut. Anyway, so you nail a take. I hold up. If you're close enough to the camera, I put my hand in front of the lens and hold it there for a second. Otherwise, I just hold something up that's visible. So then as you're reviewing your footage, then I just scrub or scan the footage without having to listen to every second. I just go to that part where I see the mark and go, okay, here's a nugget where I nailed it. And then I just back up from there. Otherwise, brilliant. if you do it the other way, then you have to listen to yourself, almost get it 20 times. The worst thing is I first start doing it. Then you start like editing out the ahs and ums and ahs and ums. And then you're like, okay, this is going to get good. And then you're like, oh shit, no, this was a bad take. And you got to start over. And you're like, and then you finally, you get to the fifth take where you nail it. Now you just jump to the end. You jump to the, where you see your mark and you back up 10 seconds or 20 seconds. And then you've got your great take there. Another thing you can do is if, uh, you know, whatever the scenario is, if you, you know, to go and grab something or to 
to have something you can just clap. Yeah. You just do two or three claps Bingo. and then you'll see the audio spikes yep. underneath your video footage. Yep. And then you'll, you'll be able to see that as well. Yeah. Those are, that's a great tip. I love it. Okay, cool. I, I knew we were going to go deep into video. We both love it. So good. I hope this is valuable to guys. Let's, if you want to learn more about video specifically, uh, Michael, you've got a course on it and if you can, there's a way to get the f- first five minutes of your video course for free. Where do people go to get that? Yeah. So, uh, just on my, on my website, Sasser stills boudoir, still like a still photograph or boudoir by Sasser. They go to the same place. Yep. Uh, but there's a four photographers link for the videography course and you can get just the first five minutes for free. I think I talk about keeping your camera stable, even without having any, um, stabilization gear. If you're just hand holding, cool. which is really nice. But, um, one thing I want to say that is in that course, if, if editing is the scariest thing to you, I edit uh, an example video in iMovie, in Final Cut, and in DaVinci Resolve. Oh, wow. And it takes me about 30 minutes to teach you everything that you need to know. I mean, it really is uh, condensed to only the most important things. So if that's your biggest holdup. Those are going to be some you know, invaluable that is, pieces, that's of, gold. pieces of information. It's so, yeah, I love that there's access to stuff like this nowadays. Like it, it, you could find, like you said, you only need to use and know le- like less than 10% of what these tools can do. And it's just so much faster when you can follow by somebody showing you exactly what that is. That's right. That's the, I think one of the biggest negatives of YouTube is there's like a billion videos and everybody's trying to show you what they think is most important. Right. And since I'm a photographer teaching a photographer how to shoot video for these specific purposes, um, it really does follow in line with, you know, specifically the, the things that you need and leaves out all the things that you don't. Totally. I think that's so much of the way online tutorials started were like, Let's do an inventory. Here's where this thing, here's what this part does. And here's uh-huh. what this part, like, that's not telling a story. I'm not going to remember any of that. Instead, when you learn, here's a project, here's how you make a testimonial video, like boom, 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 and showing like, showing the story, the project, and then you learn the pieces of the software that matter. And then you don't, you can ignore everything else. So cool. Okay. Um, let's jump into email. And why you you invested any energy into it? You mentioned in the show notes that you don't consider yourself an email pro, but you still have something live on your site. And again, let's like I like to do. Let's start at the end. What what do you think is the benefit of having some basic email automation on your site? Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think you touched on it earlier. The idea that you know people may not necessarily be ready to. Uh, I have I have people who, women who have messaged me and they say, "Hey, I've been you know following you for about I don't know six months now, and now my wedding's coming up, and now it's time for me to really start looking at these photographers." You know, people who are are curious uh, but aren't comfortable sending you an email first, or maybe they're just not. Maybe they're taking notes or sending with their friends, you know, but to be able to connect with them in the future, having something easy that they're going to find useful uh, really does a good job of uh, incentivizing them to leave their email with you so that you can continue to, to write to them. So I'm, I'm definitely not uh, the, the best writer. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love video so much because I can get my thoughts out. You know, I can express myself through the editing and through, things on camera, but that's kind of what I use, uh, email for is I'll, I'll email, I'll email out my, um, my list and say, Oh, here's a new behind the scenes video of me shooting. Here's a new client testimonial. Here's a new, you know, being able to use email to connect with them that way. So the, the one that I have is, uh, everybody's terrified of what am I going to wear? I mean, it, it really is almost hilarious how fearful they are that they're going to show up with something that won't photograph well. Right. So, Something I decided to do was create an outfit guide, 25 different outfit ideas uh, for your session. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's free. It's something that they don't have to book with me to get. Um, And it's uh, it's an easy download. And then on the bonus for me, it's filled with all my work. So when they're scrolling through, they're seeing, oh, my God, I can see this guy shot in 25 different outfits and they all look good mm-hmm. whatever i bring he's going to be able to shoot or he's definitely the expert on the topic of right uh, what am i supposed to bring and then at the bottom i've got a little about me and my makeup artist and a link to my, the video page on my website so if they just stumbled upon that page specifically 
um, to download the guide and they haven't actually been through my website, then there's going to be a link to, um, to where they can go check out some videos or, or see more on my website. And then I can continue to just send them emails, uh, marketing, right. Uh, that sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. I think that that's one of the things that, that hang people up is they don't know what they're going to write and therefore they don't know how to offer it. But the, the reality is let's start back at a visitor on your site, um, sending an email to inquire. That's sometimes too much too soon, right? They don't, a lot of people, I don't think today in today's world, they don't email you just to learn more, right? A lot of times when somebody's taking the energy to email you, they're pretty much ready to book, right? They've already decided that I want to, I want to do boudoir and I'm just choosing who, or I've already just pretty much decided that I want this, this person to take my picture. I just want to learn more about how, what it's going to look like. Something somebody once told me is um, nobody emails you hoping that you're not the photographer for them. <laughs> so, so, so right on. Um, and so when you just have a contact me page, that's only going to capture p- people who've already decided. Like you're ignoring all of these other people who are just like peering in the window of your store, right? And now you have something free and low risk like a fly, there's something they can take with them to learn more without feeling like they've already committed to booking with you. Uh, and so as it, we're going back to the why and the results you've gotten, you say you're getting on average four to five leads a week. And then uh, whenever, w- w- periodically, you of course aren't spamming them every week with like book now, periodically you can ask for the business. Once you've, you started with this value, like here's, here's some free thing that, that you're interested in. And then once in a while, you can say, hey, I've got openings. Click here to or send me an email if you want to jump on a, a phone call. That's right. I did. Um, you know, I'll send an email about once a month just to just to stay relevant, yep. um, just so that they, you know, don't forget who I am. Um, I've got a, I've got another thing with email I, I want to share with you yeah. that we didn't really cover. But do it. Um, yeah. So so I do that. And then in January, I ran a, a self-love sale. I you know, a lot, I'd say about half of my clients are like brides or engagement gifts or something like that. And then about, uh, uh, an additional amount is like anniversaries, 15th anniversary, 25th anniversary. And then about 25 to 30% of my clients are are just coming in just for themselves. Just, uh, I shot somebody on Sunday that, um, they've been kind of on a roller coaster lately and they want, they wanted to, um, they, they, she's turning 30 and she's like, now's as good a time as ever. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm actually taking care of myself for the first time in a long time. So I, I feel healthier and more confident. Right. And so I want to, I want to capture this. So at this time uh, in January, I had had a whole lot of friends, just a lot of female friends were like really hard on themselves. And it was really hard for me to hear. And so I, I sent out an email that said the self love sale, you must email me, uh, in order to book, you must email me telling me why this would be a photo shoot for you yourself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't allowed to be an anniversary gift or a wedding gift or anything like that. I was only doing the sale for, for women who were doing this for themselves. And the response I got was amazing. I mean, people who had been following me for a long time, people who had been, um, they just heard about me through something else. Maybe they had a friend shoot with me and they didn't really have the confidence to do it until sort of reading this email. Um, and I, I had, uh, I don't know, seven, I had maybe seven or eight, um, consults that weekend. Cause it was just a weekend sale. I sent it out on Thursday. I said it closes on Sunday. So you must do a Skype consult with me first. And I booked, uh, like five or six of them, which, you know, for me fills out, uh, the next, uh, month and a half, uh, sometimes two months, depending on how many shoots I I already have. So especially January after Christmas when it's pretty mellow, but I'll, I'll probably run something else like that coming up. I mean, summertime's pretty busy for me, but I think probably before Christmas, uh, it'll be another good time. You know, you've been building up these subscribers, you've been building up these people that are interested in what you do, but maybe haven't, they haven't been convinced that they're ready, you know, that it's worth it. Um, and then you can throw out something, something sale. I just do 50% off my shoot fee. Yep. So I make all my money on my albums and images, yep. but it gives them a, Ooh, I got a, 
I got a really good deal. A I got this big sale. Sometimes people just and, need a reason to act now. Exactly. And so that's, um, yeah, it's great to, it's great to have. I mean, if you think it's $10 a month for, uh, for an account or depending on, on who you do it, how many emails you have, yep. then, um, from there at, you know, twice a year, you book five to 10 to 20 extra people. And the people who are really good at email book way more through this system. Right, right. But even somebody who isn't good at writing, who, you know, that's not their forte, you know, it's still, it still pays dividends, you know, time and time again. Yeah, totally. Oh, what a great story. There's so many good hooks in there. I think you definitely should, anybody who's shooting boudoir should steal that, <laughs> that. So what's the the requirement? You said they, ha- in order to grab this sale, you've got to tell me what, what was it? What did you ask them? Why this is a photo shoot for yourself. Oh my gosh. And so I got women emailing me saying, um, I was in the, I was in the Navy, which is a really masculine environment. And so I sort of lost touch with my femininity. I had a, I had a woman email me saying that she had been in a, um, her stepfather abused her while she was growing up. And just now she's starting to kind of see her own beauty. And so boudoir shoot would help solidify that. I had people who just got out of a divorce and they were feeling, um, you know, like they didn't have a whole lot of worth. And, uh, these, you know, boudoir is such an incredible experience that kind of has a way of changing your perspective. I think a lot of women want to do it, but they feel like it's vain if they just do it just for themselves for no other reason or no other person. Right. It can be hard to spend that kind of money on themselves. Right. So that's why a lot of women come in under the guise of, oh, well, I'm getting married. So it's an engagement gift and it's for him. And so I can spend this money. Right. Totally. Um, but a lot of times, you know, they, they want to do it for themselves. They just, they're, they're worried about what that'll look like or how that'll sound, or is it okay to spend that kind of money on yourself? So being able to have women, you know, really come out and be like, look, this really is, this really is just for me. And I, th- I think that got the most um, emotional, you know, it was the biggest transformations that I've seen was in this, uh, in this scenario. I, I have that, I have that branding on, on my website throughout, but being able to do a sale specifically, you know, it added a level of scarcity to it. Like this isn't open for everybody. Yeah. You know, so, and so I love it. Um, I think that yeah, people, the first, the first step of your goal of your marketing is to, is to establish trust, right? To establish yourself as an expert, as somebody who they can trust, et cetera. But even if you're getting like a word of mouth referral, right? Where a past client, who did it for like a, br- a bridal shoot, right? Um, and and maybe that other potential client that they're, they're your past clients like bragging about it and it was amazing. Like uh, my husband loved it, blah, 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 blah. In the back of their mind, they're going, oh, I would love to do that for myself, but I'm not in, I, I'm not married yet. Or I'm engaged. I don't have, whatever. You know, I'm not in a serious relationship. Exactly. I have no reason to do that. I would, I would be great to do, but uh, I would never do that. And now you're, that's, so the first step is building trust. The second step sometimes is just giving your, your clients permission, right? To treat themselves and to do something for just themselves. Cause at the end of the day, what I love about a lot of your testimonial videos is, is that, uh, what we all know happens as boudoir, people who know the industry, we know that this is the biggest surprise of, of clients is that they, they thought they were doing it for somebody else. But the biggest uh, rewarding piece is that this is something that they, they actually, the benefit for themselves that they got. Instead of doing it for somebody else, they got all of this benefit for themselves. Yeah. Okay. Dude, this is so good. All right. So um, I don't even think you're familiar with it. I'm going to do a quick FYI to the listeners. Um, our new pro- newest product is Sticky Email this year. Helps take away a lot of the... We, earlier, we were talking about the complexity of video and how you really only need to use 10%. Well, we've seen over the years of helping photographers with their marketing um, that we were doing all of these support videos and training videos last year on how to use MailChimp and how to use all these other mail tools because they can be so confusing and there's so many things you don't actually need. And so we just decided to build it ourselves. So we've built Sticky Email, which is the 10% that is that that you need and, all, and that's it, right? So very simple. It comes with pre-written emails. So you don't even have to start from zero. We do some of the follow-up sequences. And I'm going to 
put you on the spot. I would love to ha- have you, t- I want to turn your what to wear guide into like an email template uh, course that other photographers could use. And we can talk more about that after the call. But I think that's such a great idea. Uh, and to, to, del- to deliver it, yes, as a PDF or as maybe even a custom web app, but to also deliver it as an email series. So that you, you, you earn permission to send not just one email follow-up, but several emails showing your work and showing your credibility. Very cool idea. I love it. Okay. So let's wrap up with the last piece. I think we we dabbled a little bit in, in this with your... I can just hear it in so much of the way you talk about your work and how it's so much more than just taking pictures, but it's it's being a difference for for women and helping them kind of see the their their own beauty and and, and, and giving something to themselves that they so deserve. Um, how does that relate and how, how you overcome any hurdles that you've seen in being a male photographer that, that, uh, in, in boudoir? Uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I, um, you know, when I started this business, it was, I, uh, I took a, I had a friend ask me to, to hop in on this workshop, a little test workshop. And I felt like, yeah, I, I can do this. I'll make a little mo- extra money in the winter. And, and I did it. And as I started doing it, I started to become attached to, um, you know, really the idea, the idea of it and hearing the stories of these women while they're getting their hair and makeup done and during the shoots and seeing the transformations. And I started becoming um, sort of emotionally invested in the idea of boudoir. And that's why I now only shoot boudoir over, you know, all the other different types of photography there are. And I think, um, I think a lot of guys, I think they, I think they get stuck on what other people are going to think of them more so than what they think of boudoir and the work that they're doing. And I think, uh, funny story. I had, um, my, uh, ex-girlfriend, I, I met her, her dad. And within the first 30 minutes of meeting him, he says, so tell me about this photography business. <laughs> and so to, to tell, uh, you know, someone's father that you're dating that you photograph, you know, mostly, mostly naked women as your profession (laughs) can feel kind of like an awkward, you know, really put on the spot. But I really believe in what I do. And I didn't feel like I needed uh, his permission because I, um, you know, I know that what I do is, is helping women. It's something I enjoy. It's something I'm passionate about. And when you can speak to that, you know, you find your why. Yeah. Um, and somebody says, wait, so you're a guy boudoir? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, it's uh, honestly, it's much the same as it does if you're a female boudoir photographer and, um, you know, the last questions and, and you just, you know, speak from, speak from your why. And, uh, now it's something that, that people end up saying, Ooh, that's, that's kind of cool. I never thought of, but yeah, I could imagine being photographed by a guy. I could see how that could be different. That's interesting. And all right, now it's, now it's in my maybe list. Yeah. And so, you know, you've on your website, that's another place that you can, you can share that, you know, you can speak from, you can't speak from like the, I would say the, the biggest difference is that a woman can, can speak from being, uh, judged by society in the way of being a female. So they, they can relate, relate to your clients in that way. Uh, that's something that men cannot do. I mean, you, you can a little bit, but it's, it's much more difficult. Um, you know, I speak to it from, you know, I've got, I've got women in my life. I've had, I've had girlfriends. I've got my mom, I've got my sister, I've got cousins, I've got close friends that I hear, you know, talk about themselves in this way. And it's really discouraging and what you want to do is just shake them and just say, like, are you crazy? Like, you bring so much joy to so many people. Why can you not see that in yourself? Right. And so um, I would say that's the first step. That's so is, cool. So not, is, not it's just a, it's a slight, slight tweak. It's not like I it's not saying I know what it feels like. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a woman and be a victim of our culture of what our culture defines as beauty. But what I have seen as the impact that our culture has had on the women in my life. And I decided to be part of making a difference. Absolutely. I mean, my, uh, so I had a, a client 
last month. So the two takeaways from her is uh, we were talking on the phone and the first thing she told me was um, she said, oh, there's actually three. I'll run through them real quick. Yeah. The, f- the first thing during her testimonials, she said, I thought if I, if I was going to send you an email, like that was it, like I was going to have to go through with it. So, uh, so speaking towards what you were saying totally. about like, that's a big, you know, being able to kind of connect with them in a different way. The second thing is she said, I watched every single video on your website. I've got about seven or eight. Of them. <laughs> wow. She's like, after I finished that last video, I had the confidence to send you that email. And the third thing speaks to what we're talking about now is that, uh, she's had her fourth kid and she's not feeling very sexy. And her husband, she said, whenever her husband tells her, uh, you look beautiful. Her response is like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that you mean it. I, cause I don't feel it. So why would you, why would you see it if I don't see it? Which is, which sucks. Like that's, it's so sad to me. So for her to come in for her shoot and by the end of it, say like, you know, I thought I, I thought I had lost it. I thought I was no longer this person anymore. And now that I see it, you know, it's, it's just crazy to me. It, it just lifted her up in such a way. And so hearing that story, is uh, something that I can relate to having somebody that I care about that when I tell them they, they look amazing today for them to say, Oh, you're just saying that to be nice. Right. You know, like I, I hate, th- I hate that. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I want them to be able to see it. I want them to be able to see it too. So to be able to come at it from that perspective of like your experience, um, I think is something that they can connect to and that they can trust and is honest. Um, you know, if you take, if you take the words off of some woman's website, another boudoir photographer's website, some woman, uh, it's it's not going to ring true right. because it's it's not actually it's not actually you. So so that's the first thing I would say that you know the biggest hurdle with boudoir is sort of building that trust that you're a professional, that the experience won't be weird, that they're going to love their pictures, that they they don't know what to do in front of the camera, and so they need. They need that guidance. And that's something that is not specific to male boudoir photographers. That's something that women have to overcome as well. So I think men have a little bit more of a hurdle in terms of they have to build maybe more trust. They have to show a little bit more that they're, um, that they uh, are a professional uh, in their field. Mm -hmm. But I definitely don't think, um, it's something that we need to do something so, so off the wall, different, you know, some women aren't going to be comfortable with a male photographer. That's okay. I mean, if I'm booking 50 clients, 70 clients a year in Los Angeles of 18 million people, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can find your 50. Totally. Oh, what a great way to wrap that up. I love it. You can eat. Yeah. And I think that the more we, I think we always start with like trying to emulate somebody else's stuff, right? But the reality is that nobody can compete with you when you share your most authentic self in your marketing and in, in your work. And knowing that by definition, that's not going to be the right fit for everybody, but you don't need it to be. It's actually easier. The more unique you are, the more authentically you share yourself and your why, um, the more you're going to resonate with the 50 people that are looking for exactly that, whether you are uh, a a male or a female, doesn't matter. Um, And I think I'll wrap up with my two cents on it is it's, I think we run into this similar hang up with pricing in charging Mm -hmm. what we're worth, where when new photographers are going, Oh my gosh, in the back of their mind, they're like, Oh my gosh, $2,000 for an album. I would never pay that much for an album, right? That's like this internal conversation you have because like you're a bargain shopper and you like know what it, how much it actually costs and you, you know the whole world. But when you have that inner conversation of like, of, of being like a cost cutter and et cetera, et cetera, like, and you're awkward about, about talking about price that way, then of course, that's how everybody you talk to is going to sense that like they're like 90% of communication happens in nonverbals, right? Like all of your, your whole body, your whole, everything is going to be screaming this in message of embarrassment while you're talking about your pricing. The same thing happens when, like, like you mentioned earlier is having that practice to stand in your confidence, talking about 
why you're a, a photographer, whether you're a male or a female, when you can answer that question with pride and believe it and get getting your own self negative self-talk out of the way, then the rest, it just kind of takes care of itself. Absolutely. And the biggest, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it's it basically like people are adults and they can make their own decisions. <laughs> so uh, when you put your price list in front of somebody and they say, hey, I this looks great. I'm, I'd like to buy this package and it's whatever it's 2000 or $3,000 and it's nothing you thought anybody would ever buy. And when they came in there, they were like, I think I need to, you know, kind of keep an eye on my money for this shoot. And it's kind of a stretch already to get the lowest package. Then they come in and they say, I think I want to get the highest package. Like they're an adult. They can make that decision. I think a lot of photographers are like, Oh, well, if you, you know, if that's too much, you know, like maybe we could delete some and I could help you out. And you know, whatever it is, like people, People will spend the amount of money that the, uh, for the value that they receive from it. And if you believe that you're giving a good experience and that the value that they're receiving is high, then your pricing should match that. Right. Um, I had somebody uh, just the other day, yesterday, uh, she emailed me. I'm curious. Can we get on the phone? We got on the phone and she said, first of all, I have a, I have a blog post that's five reasons to consider hiring a male boudoir photographer. Talks about some of the differences, and she said, "I read that, and and now that I've read it, I I kind of feel like I'd prefer that." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Then then she says, uh, "You know, five hundred dollars for the photo shoot, and then an album on top of that. That was kind of more than I was expecting to spend. Do you have any wiggle room? Can you pull down on that?" And and you know, most of the case, my answer is is no, because I know that the reason why you've become so attached to me, the reason why I can charge as much as I do. It's because of the value that I create. It's because of the experience and, and it's because of the information and the personal attention and all of those things. And I believe in those things. And so that's how everybody gets, you know, the same incredible experience. And I'm, I'm priced the way that I do. I get, you know, people will say, I'm, you know, you're too expensive. I had somebody say, my friend got an album for $150. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. And I said, I, I can't Yeah. <laughs> like if you can find a photographer, then, you know, go for it, you know, no hard feelings, but, um, you, yeah, when you believe in, when you believe in the experience, I'd say for boudoir, the first time you see a woman cry, looking at her pictures, you're like, this is, this is so special. And, uh, and it's something that I want to put all of my time towards. And in order to do that, you know, I have to price myself accordingly. Yeah. So good. Dude, we've covered so many awesome things. There's, there's one more thing I want to share with you um, specifically, <laughs> just because I want to give back. You've given so much to my audience. I want to share a quick tip with you. But as we wrap up, first, let's get everybody. I want to make sure that they know where to learn more. So you've got a couple other links. We're going to put them all in the show notes. So you guys know where to, to get access to the video course, the free course there. Um, make sure you subscribe to Michael's new YouTube channel where he's going to be doing ongoing awesome tips there. And then there's also an additional course that's in the works. Um, and we'll include a link to where that's going to be also. Uh, Michael, uh, what, yeah, what, else do you what, what else do you want to share about those, those resources you're putting together? Uh, yeah, the first thing I want to say is, uh, I, yeah, I've just started kind of releasing some YouTube education, kind of some, some, some small tips and tricks kind of outside of it. Uh, one of the ones coming up actually is uh, how to shoot your own promo video. Uh, it's going to give you guys a, a head start on that. But I just, I've, I've received so much from photography. Uh, I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at today without uh, the other people that I've learned from. And so I want to, I want to be able to give back. And so YouTube is going to be one of the ways that I do that. Um, if you're interested in shooting boudoir videos specifically, I mean, it, the truth is, is like the difference between male and female boudoir photographers, about 90% is the same. So if you're a wedding photographer and you want to sh learn how to shoot video, my video course covers 90% of that. The only difference is you're going to be doing it um, of a bride instead of of, um, of a woman in lingerie. Right so I've got that video course. And then this new course that you mentioned is just sort of a just sort of a boudoir accelerator course. If you don't know where to get started, if you don't know what the important things to have on your website are, if you don't know how to uh, pose somebody, if you're sort of hung up on on any of those things, it's like uh, it's filled with so much information. I'm I'm I've been really excited about it. Um, and then if you guys want to see, you know, 
new pictures of my work I'm posting on Instagram almost daily. It's, it's just my business name, Sasser Stills Boudoir. Awesome. Michael, this has been amazing. So let me end with a quick tip. Uh, I've got a course, a free course that we'll link to in the show notes also about how uh, a cool new way that I've had, I've been using video in my business and I've shared it with photographers. And I think for somebody like you that just crushes video, I'm curious to see what you think of this idea and seeing if you you might even find a way to, to customize it for your business. So I've been making like a webcam and screen recording videos like all the time. It's like this, I, I've been making those my whole career, but I started with, with there's newer, cheaper tools that instead of having to like, I used to use like uh, ScreenFlow and others where you've got to do a lot of editing and publishing and hosting. And it's, uh, it's still worth it if you're going to do something that's really polished. The, I think you probably use those when you're making your tutorials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've started using is this tool called Loom, where it's, it's just for like five minute clips where you can, again, you show your, your voice, your web, your face, if you want to record your face in a little bubble, and then what's on your screen. And the way I've been using that is more like one-to-one videos. So one way is just a really awesome way to answer questions that you get via email. So if somebody's asking a question about your pricing or something on your website, uh, they want to learn more about the process, you can reply back for some of you and me, I think are the like, and we, I hate typing. I hate writing. I'm just, so, I can say it so much better with video. You can do these awesome personalized messages back to somebody. And then if the answer involves showing them something on a website, like how to place an order or what, what like making sense of something, then you just share your screen as you're talking them through it. Um, that's, it makes this huge first impression. And then another one that a question that you get all the time is about your pricing, right? So with sticky folios and sticky albums, we've got an an online pricing page. So instead of sending a PDF that sometimes people won't, oftentimes that PDF becomes like the photographer's master plan, like their master business Mm -hmm. plan. But that's the, you should never send them that, that full pricing PDF to an inquiring, somebody who's not even talked to you yet. I think you should have a simpler version that just, because when somebody's asking for your pricing, they're asking for so much more, they just don't know how to ask for it. And so give them a teaser of your pricing, but then answer all of the questions that they don't have the courage to ask you yet. And so you can do that with video. And so here's the, the, the course we'll walk through. And I think, Michael, you could just probably figure this out, is you take your, whatever your simplified pricing guide is, whether it's a website or a PDF or whatever it is, you hit record, you show your face and you walk through your pricing as if they're there with you in person. You say, you say, Hey, thank you so much for checking me out. My name is Michael Sasser. And I know it's really tricky and sometimes awkward to, to hire a boudoir photographer, which is why I wanted to make this guide for you to help you make this decision. And so you can learn more about the process and what's included um, with what I do. And so you walk through like, so we have packages. I really, my clients love working with me because I make these awesome albums that are amazing way to archive the day. And they make one of the most amazing wedding gifts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can see here, this is what it's like to work in our studio. I have a makeup, blah, blah, blah. And so you get like four minutes to do this quick, like, here's an intro to working with me that's going to stand out in a way that, like, you would only be able to do in person. But now you can have that baked into your autoresponder. So if you don't have, like, a quick guide on your website of, here's, uh, you can even combine it, right, with your your 25 poses. Like, here, download our 25 poses, and I'll send you over our 2018 investment guide as well. And then you include that that welcome video. I love it. For a while, I was trying to do uh, when I would get an inquiry to record myself welcoming them with their name, wow. and then a little a little video afterwards uh, that like shows the studio and shows hair and makeup and it shows the albums yeah. and it. Um, but it was exhausting to get out my big camera and set up my microphone right. and do the recording and then import that into Final Cut Ten and then match that with um, <laughs> again, you know, the video the, and then export the it and then upload it. The to perfectionist YouTube. in all of us. I love it. 
God, man. And so I only did that uh, maybe two or three times. It just, it just ended up. Um, also, I think making a, making a personal video with their name, I think also was a lot to put together that whole video. So I like the idea of being like, Hey, you know, whoever you are, welcome. Yes. And then it, it feels less, you know, why is he putting in all of this work for just me? I don't even know how to upload a YouTube video, much less go through all this. So that's a really cool. Um, that's a really cool idea. I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. Cool, dude. I would, I think you would crush it. Um, I think there's, there's two ways, right? There's the, the personal, I think you're right. Like sometimes once you've started the conversation, uh, the two tools like loom, they're, they're quick enough where it makes sense to just like quick, I can do this in five minutes. Quality is not the the goal. It's just the attentiveness, the showing like people like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that for me. Thank you so much. But then it's, it's also building, um, uh, uh, taking that a little bit more time to record a good one that you use over and over. That's just baked into an autoresponder so that, you know, at all hours of the day, when you're getting an inquiry, when somebody's asking for your pricing, um, you're responding mm-hmm. with this awesome answer, whether you're with a client or you're on vacation or you're sleeping, you know, that you're making this amazing first impression instead of that, that potential client just running off to the next Google search and finding somebody else that happens to answer right away. Okay, dude, that was action packed. We might have to split this into two episodes. That was so awesome. Michael, thank you so much for hanging out with me. You guys go check out his work. Uh, Make sure you check out his website too. I think as you're following along to this episode, there's so many good takeaways there. Uh, Michael, thank you again. And I hope to see you soon. My pleasure.